Ah, yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's the WWE Raw Wrestling Inc. after show, and have we got a show for you. We've got U.S. championship matches. We've got Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn in the ring together for the first time. We got some gnarly comments from Paul Heyman before we get into all that. My name's Jack Farmer, and I am joined by the two best in the biz, the spar with LaBar champ, Justin LaBar, and of course, the legendary referee, Jimmy Corderas. Fellas, how have you been? You guys get to chat about Elimination Chamber without me. How dare you? Uh, but Jimmy, how are you? I'm doing well, man. And uh, you know what? It's been a great week to be a wrestling fan, and tonight, I think, helped uh, continue that philosophy, or that feeling, at least, anyways. Did it was it extra special with everything being in Canada the past few days? Uh, you know what? Uh, it just felt different, didn't it? You, you know, Always from does. the crowd energy and everything. It just, uh, I guess, Canada's been starving to get the WWE back, and it's been a long time since a WWE premium live event slash pay per view has been held in Canada. Can't wait for the next WrestleMania to be held up here somewhere. Yeah, they uh, always good crowds in Canada. It seems. Justin, how you doing? How you been? been a week since i chatted with you it's been a week since i chatted with you i've chatted with jimmy on wednesday i chatted with jimmy on saturday so certainly glad to have you and your perfectly (laughs) manscaped hair back here in the middle of hollywood squares with us talking (laughs) raw as we are 40 gentlemen 40 days away from wrestlemania so yes jack we are on the road to mania now you can say it i'm I'm pointing to the sign i've I've got a giant wrestlemania sign on the other side of the camera same size as what yeah. you see in the arena. Say, it's right, I'm pointing at it. It's yeah. set on fire as I point at it. That's how realistic it is. But we're on the road. There's no more off ramps. Like there's no more stops. I mean, there's there's Raws and Smackdowns, but no more big stops. We're in it. This is it. And uh, I'm excited to get into it. But before we do, there's been some uh, there's been some drama on twitter lately and i know you guys chat no, a little bit about not it. on twitter <laughs> did you know sometimes people get into to little fights on twitter every now and again <laughs> uh, uh ariel ariel hawani and uh tony khan they've been going back and forth i know you guys covered it a little bit tony khan uh, calling him a fraud for being on uh, being on SmackDown, and and of course him uh, take you know uh, Helwani taking some shots back, but uh, that, we got more information on the story on the MMA Hour. Uh, Helwani said that uh, Michael Cole talked to him before he went on, and he had heard about this all going on backstage or whatever. And uh, he said, Michael Cole, freaking legend that he is, sees me before the show and goes, "Just wait till you see how I introduce you." I think he's going to say. Uh, combat sports reporter, this and that, whatever. Thanks, man. Do the hit. I'm trying to put over GSP. This all feels like an out-of-body experience. And then go to the back, and my phone explodes because of what Michael Cole said. Uh, Michael Cole had said he is an unbiased, world-renowned sports (laughs) journalist uh, on the show, which I love to see. Uh, Justin, I love it when the companies take shots at each other. I think it's fun, uh, especially ones like this. Uh, just kind of a, a very interesting story. This this Tony Khan versus uh, Helwani situation. Uh, yeah, you know when we talked about it Saturday, I had said, you know, look, I, I mean, I, I thought, I, th- a, I thought it was a bad look by Tony Khan. I, mm-hmm. I thought 
no matter you know there's a debate there about journalism and what's you know is is Holani a pro wrestling journalist should he there's a debate there but i said no matter where you land on that debate which is that conversation i was like it's just a bad look for tk the billionaire owner of what's supposed to be the number two competing company um you know you just again i ask you know do you see triple i mean i you know i did do you see other is it the best move to do um Hilwani, uh, I agree with him. Michael Cole is a legend. Michael Cole was yep. fantastic at, at his job. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I'm if I'm Ariel Hilwani, if I say some of the things he did in the MMA hour. Where, I mean, he's talking about how they're high-fiving him backstage, how they really rallied. But I, I also then, I guess if I put myself in this position, the last 48 hours, his, 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 his social media, I'm sure, is blowing up. Equally, WWE fans, that was so cool. And we all know that AEW diehards, they will pounce on you and they will ride you. So I'm sure he's gotten a lot of hatred. So maybe maybe at this point, it's like, well, you got to just pick a side and, you're, and, and you got to pick your tribe. And if, if you're just going WWE side, you're just going to embrace being, you know, attaboyed by the boys and by the company for, for saying the things you do. Because, hey, you're probably not going to be getting any, any AEW access anytime soon. You're probably not going to get any AEW interviews. So at this point, you've kind of intentionally or unintentionally, you've, you've kind of staked your flag and your allegiance to WWE. That's who's going to keep working with you. So that is uh, what it is. Um, it, it's entertaining. You know, look, the, mm-hmm. the, the guys and girls in the locker room that are in that are in the ring taking bumps, they're not so much at war with each other. They're, there's a respectful, healthy competition of wanting to do better. But, they, but they're in the same boat, so to speak, in terms of uh, in the trenches taking the bumps. But the office, even guys like Michael Cole, you know, Michael Cole's got job security for life. The office, there is a war amongst the offices of the two companies. Absolutely. Uh, there's competition, at least. And so uh, if you're going to get embraced by one of the office, I guess you just go all in on it. No pun intended. Yeah, I, I think that if you're Hawani, if, when you're a journalist, a pundit, an analyst, whatever you want to call someone in this world, you go where you're booked, just like, I guess, mm-hmm. as a pro wrestler. Yeah. And so if they hired him to go there, it's not being a fraud or anything. That's just where he was paid to go. I'm sure if, I don't know what his deal is with BT sports and what he's allowed to do, but if he could go anywhere, I'm sure if impact paid him, he would do it. You know, I'm sure if whatever, it's not a, I don't even think it's a a choosing thing. It's just like, Oh, you hired me to do this. This is literally my job. I'm going to go do it. I don't think it's anything. I don't think it started as anything personal. I know there was some history with the, uh, interview he did with TK in the past. I don't know if it was ever personal for him. That said, uh, Jimmy, I always say I love it when there's the back and forth. I think I like trash talk and stuff like that, but there's an old rule, and that is you never punch down. And mm-hmm. I think it's mm-hmm. one of those things where if you're a billionaire taking shots at billionaires, that's cool. If you're a company taking shots at companies, that's cool. But when you're a billionaire with a big company taking shots at one journalist, it's a little bit like you're punching down. You know, you shouldn't make fun of the little guy or or put down the little guy. That's where you have to just rise above it. I think that's why this is, I think that's why this feels a little cringy to me. In a way, you're kind of reading my mind. Like uh, that that was going to be my point because you said, here's the guy who's the owner of a company. He's the company head. He's the figurehead of the, you know, basically outside of the television version, he's the face of the company. And it doesn't look good for the head of the company. It's different if you're taking shots at, at let's say, a Vince McMahon or something mm-hmm. like that. You know what I mean? Then it's yep. like two owners doing battle back and forth. But when, when when you're taking shots, like you said, at someone who's basically doing their job, you know, it's mm-hmm. just, you know, and here's a guy who, who, you know, takes credit for giving people opportunities in his yeah. company as well. 
that might not get opportunities otherwise elsewhere. So maybe, maybe, maybe did he reach out to, uh, to Ariel and Ariel didn't do it or something? Uh, who knows what the back history is? I know that you talked about the interview being an issue and that seems to be an issue. And, and there is one thing that I, I, I'm noticing about Tony Khan is he doesn't take criticism very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's kind of, he kind of, you know, doesn't have a thick skin in that regard and has to fight, has to uh, punch back, so to speak, whenever there is a critique against him. And I don't know why he chose to be the, um, the first voice in this uh, debate and, and, you know, strike out to Ariel. But uh, again, to, in my opinion, like Justin said, it, it doesn't give him a good look as someone who's the owner of the company. Yeah. Tony likes, Tony likes to be liked. Yeah. It's, everybody uh, likes to be, you know, everybody likes to be liked, but at the same time, you can't please everybody. And well, you know, it's I, I, when you're the promoter though, it's, it's your job to take the, take the heat as they say, like you're supposed to be the one that takes all that and take it on the chin, I guess. But Again, I I like trash talk when it's for trash talk's sake. Uh, I like it when it's fun, but again, I don't think it's fun when it's a giant company picking on one person. Uh, it's fun when it's you know I like I would I like it when like a Will Ospreay and Kenny Omega take shots at each other. That's fun. They're they're on equal levels as far as they're both wrestlers, uh, you know, and they're they're doing that. That's fun Thanks. or. Exactly, and who's who's who on the WWE is taking those little jabs out there with the un, uh, unbiased journalism, journalists and stuff like that? It's the Michael Coles, it's the Corey Graves, it's the, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. That's who's doing it, and it, it's almost like they're having a little fun doing it, uh, as opposed to having some kind of uh, malice, for lack yeah. of a better term. Yeah, it just kind of for me that wasn't the good look, but it is what it is. <laughs> And uh, I don't know if I expect it'll change anytime soon. Uh, I do want to, uh, as we move on, of course, this is where we say, please hit the like button, comment, share, subscribe, five-star review. Uh, we had some pretty, uh, we got some comments, by the way, uh, over the past week. Marco Polo over on uh, Apple Podcast said, been listening for years and I love this channel. Triple J has been killing it lately. Issa and Alfred are also tremendous. Uh, on YouTube, we got a couple that said uh, Superman 1972 US said entertaining show, guys. And uh, Andrew Taylor said, great show, guys. I don't use Apple Podcasts. So here's your five stars here and put little five star emojis there. So uh, thank you for that. And if you're in the chat, of course, it's roll call time. Uh, Zook Enigma, Ted Turner, not the Ted Turner, I assume. Uh, mm-hmm. Ethan Cruz, uh, Brian, Eosky's boyfriend, Welch, uh, Rocky's in the house. Uh, uh, Jeff King, Dylan Matthews, tough, tough, tough graph saying Jack is the arbiter of fun. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, G Lee, Mark Smith, uh, Eddie in Milwaukee. Hey, thanks for listening all the way in Milwaukee. Zartan. I say all the way in Milwaukee. It's like, mm. <laughs> it's the same for everybody. But for me, Milwaukee's a long ways away. Uh, Steven Camp, Jeff Lopez, Big John, and uh, uh, Kair Kemp. I think I'm saying the name wrong. Let me know if I am. But uh, we got a super chat before we move into the show. Maya Lee saying... What has Triple H been sipping on? Because this storyline between Sammy KO and the bloodline is on fire. Give Lita her mania moment. And who will Priest face at mania? Uh, a lot of these we're going to touch on. So the one thing that I don't think we're going to get to tonight, I would love to, I'll just ask you guys, uh, 
Jimmy, I'll start with you. What do you predict uh, uh, Damian Priest does at Mania? That's an interesting one because, uh, you know, as, as it looks like we'll, we'll get into where it looks like Finn Balor is going uh, that direction. And also we kind of get an idea where Rhea and uh, Dom are going as well. Damian Priest is the big question mark right now. And that's going to be the interesting question is where he goes going forward. I'm just wondering how long he lasts in judgment day before he breaks out on his own, because he's, let's put it this way. In my opinion, he's a star waiting to be made. Yeah. He, every time he's out there, I feel like he proves it. Justin, many people have said that you have the brains of a booker. I'd love to know your thoughts here on uh, where you think Damien Priest goes. And before you answer, I do want to say I popped in on the old Elimination Chamber after show, and you got a lot of good comments there too, Justin. A lot of people saying that they love your opinions over there. Um, I was jealous, so I didn't copy them. They're in there. No, <laughs> well, I wish I wish I had I wish I had your hosting abilities. I, this Saturday I had to do the hosting. I did, I did do the, the driving as Raj puts on the internal sheets. I can't drive like you can drive. So. Um, no, with Priest, you know, I don't think it's an accident that at this point we don't yet know. I, I think uh, if we've learned anything, you know, in this this creative regime, they really seem like they have their bases covered and they have their stories in place and they're um, they're not letting things just fall through the cracks or just disappear. I think I'm going to go one of two things with Priest. I'm going to say one is uh, he once again might be part of a mainstream crossover match. Look, Bad Bunny was a big hit with them. Bad Bunny was obviously associated with Priest when Priest was a baby face. Um, and you know, we have Logan Paul on one night, but they it, it seems like you know, again, Mania is two nights, it seems like there would be room if so. Depending on if they conjure up something with Bad Bunny again, um, I could see Priest being involved just now, maybe on the opposite side of Bad Bunny. I'm not saying one on one, but again, maybe some type of mixed tag or something. I, I just think that's there, um, to, to consider. The other would be as we start to do the same thing, you say, okay, well, here's Damian Priest, he's a guy who at the moment doesn't have anything. Maybe you look at like, um, you know, maybe you look at like a Bronson Reed. You start to look at guys and uh, and you go, all right, there's a handful of guys who are all thriving and being uh, pushed, but what could they do at Mania? Uh, I don't know if we're going to still keep around the Andre Battle of the Royal. I don't know if that's going to be part of the Triple H creative plan. Uh, I don't think they're going to put Money in the Bank back on Mania because Money in the Bank has become such a prominent premium live event, and they're going over to the UK, I think, a few months later for that. Um but, uh, you know, may, but maybe they find something to, to kind of throw a catch-all of guys in. Again, I don't know if it would be Battle Royal style, but I, I have a hard time seeing Priest just flat out not having a match. I don't see him just being in the corner of Finn or being in the corner of Rhea or being in the corner of Dom. I think he has to get featured. Uh, so I'm going to assume that they have a plan and that it just hasn't been rolled out yet because we still have six more weeks. The Did B Bad Bunny, he won the tag match he was in, and then – he was in a rumble or something that he obviously didn't win, right? He was in something well, else. The rumble, well, the rumble, he wasn't in it, but the rumble uh, was where he he performed, and that was where uh, he got disrespected, or whatever, and that then segued into the mixed tag of he and uh, Priest at Mania against. Um, oh God, I'm, I'm I'm blanking on their opponents, but wow. th that's what it was. He oh, said, it, was, he said uh, one... it was it was Miz and uh, Morrison, right? Right. Hmm. Was it Morrison? Yeah. Well, I think you're right. It was missed, but nonetheless. But yeah, he said he said one mania match. Um, you know, so if they want to get him back involved again, uh, you know, in L.A., you know, again, right. it's Hollywood fitting to get to bring entertainment stars in. So, 
You know, if uh, Damian Priest beat Bad Bunny at WrestleMania, that could be a huge moment for him because uh, I think people would not be happy to see Bad Bunny come back and get wiped out by Damian Priest. But we'll have to see how that goes. Let's get into the show. Let's. And by the way, again, if you haven't yet, like, comment, share, subscribe. Uh, <laughs> as we get into the show, we start with Sammy Zayn, and he says he feels like he let people down for not getting the job done, but he says the story is never over, and he needs to talk to Kevin Owens. Sammy apologizes and wants to team up with KO, and Owens says, hey, if you need help, go ask Jay Uso. Justin, um, I think one of the things that has made this, the Bloodline storyline so great, and when I say the Bloodline, not just Roman Reigns and the uh, Usos, but of course, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and sort of everyone around it is that it, it actually plays like a story. It's not like they have these matches and then when it's over, they go, okay, I'm going to something else. Mm -hmm. One thing is just leading into the other. And I think to me, that is what has made this so great. And this did that, like this felt like a natural progression. Uh, what, what were your thoughts on this opening promo here? I thought it delivered. I thought it hit the mark, and I thought it was well done. You know, just because, and they explained it. They explained KO coming to, you know, not so much help Sammy, but you know why he has this problem with the bloodline, and um, and there and there's still tension and strife between he and 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 Sammy, and and so that makes sense. And again, there's 40 days to a mania, so even you know, so there's no need to fast track and immediately have these guys hugging kissing and being buddy buddy i mean draw draw some suspense out draw you know you know draw the tension out of our can they can they come together and get on the same page as sammy said they they both have failed individually to take the bloodline but can they come together and be the ultimate force to to do it at mania i i thought it hit the notes obviously them being in canada helps you know that that, that setting um and so i, I again I, I don't really have anything i can critique on this i, I thought this was this was a a well done piece of business and smart to have sammy first on out there and i know we'll get to what it transitions transitions into but again you're still in canada for the remainder of this loop here it's the last night of the loop so get get i mean sammy's they showed the graphic later that night the fun fact he and the, the viral videos of he and roman reigns from elimination chambers amounted to over 20 million views so you know again i stand by them not having sammy as their world champion right now mm -hmm. i've gone through all that but he is still hot and viral right now so absolutely you know your up front segment in the first hour on raw is usually one of your biggest get him out mm -hmm. there yeah, absolutely. And Jimmy, Sammy obviously crushes it. KO comes out, though, and he's obviously great on the mic. He's he's a great performer, has been for a while. To me, though, I was watching this, and when he got into, and we started talking about, you watched me get beat up in front of my family. I felt like he hit another gear as far as performance and acting and really, I think, for someone who talks very well in the microphone, this one, it still took me back and just how into it he was here. And that's, it, it felt so authentic. You say, you know, and the acting, it didn't feel like it. It didn't feel like your typical, well, let me tell you something, brother wrestling promo. You know what I mean? This is what's working the best in this whole entire bloodline story that it's including Sami Zayn, that's including Kevin Owens and including Paul Heyman as well is it feels authentic. Everybody's presentation feels real. And that is what's drawing the audience in. That's what's drawing me in, at least anyways, and getting me to anticipate what's going to happen next. And the other thing I liked about this segment, and I agree with Justin, I thought 
they nailed this segment completely is they threw that little curveball because being in Canada, you would automatically think that, okay, here come the two Canadian kids are going to come together. They're really almost pretty much from the same hometown even and grew up, you know, buddies or whatever the case may be, you know, and you thought that this is, this is the bonding moment. Here it comes. It's going to happen right here in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. And then Kevin, Kevin drops that bomb. Huh? Why don't you go ask Jay? It's just, uh, just, just, a, you know what, when we talk about, can they coexist and how tired we are of having that, can they coexist thing going on? This is a real, can they coexist moment where I want to see, can they? Yeah, this just really, really good stuff. And Mm -hmm. again, just shows how well put together this whole storyline is. Fun little coincidence. I actually uh, got to chat with the Mountie, Jacques Rougeau. And then we just put up an interview and he uh, just today and he talked about training Kevin Owens back when he was 14. So little sneaky plug. I'm just slipping in there. I'm the Mountie and I always uh, get, man, I love, he, I love the Mountie. He was a delight. He was really great. I was talking about, mm-hmm. he was only the Mountie for like a year and a half or two years or something, but he's like a mainstay of 90s wrestling. Like one of the first I think of when I think of 90s wrestling that, Yep. He's yeah. the Mountie. He's handsome. He's brave. He's strong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's, he's, a, he's a great, great guy to chat with, too. Uh, so obviously, as you alluded to earlier, Justin, Baron Corbin comes out, attacks Sammy, and we get into a match between the two of them. Uh, and of course, Sammy picks up the win, making everyone happy in Canada, even though, I mean, it felt like obvious, but there was a very good near fall in there where Sammy looked like he was about to get beat for a second. Very good stuff. Uh, but Jimmy, I want to ask you here, uh, or I guess co- have you comment here, Corbin to me watching this, just the perfect guy for this spot because he's someone who he doesn't, he doesn't win often, but he still feels like a, a threat for some reason. He also is the bigger, stronger guy. So they can kind of relive a little bit of that vibe that Roman had, but let Sammy get the win in front of his hometown crowd. No, I, I, he's perfect because he gets the heat too. Mm-hmm. He's a guy who gets booed and you want Sammy to be that baby. He's going to be the baby face regardless of who he was facing tonight. But at the yeah. same time, it was almost like a, an extra shot of adrenaline, heel adrenaline having uh, uh, Corbin come out and attack him and jump him like that. I don't know if it was uh, just here in Canada, but it went to an abrupt commercial break. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, it was. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the only thing. It went to an abrupt commercial break when he jumped him. And then when they came back from break, he was already in the ring like mid promo. I wish they would have give uh, both segments some time to breathe, you know, let them, you know, let him do the beat down, have people come out and kind of separate them and then come back from break and start the promo there. But so, so Jimmy, that, yeah. Jimmy here in the, here in the States, they, they uh, he attacks from behind and then within five seconds they're in break, but they did picture and picture here for us. So I got to watch the entire, oh, we didn't get that. Okay. Yeah. They went uh, to picture so, and picture. Oh, yeah. Yes. On, on USA network, they went to picture and picture. So you saw him continue to beat Sammy down. Refs came out, separation happened. You see, like you, I watched the whole, it was a picture picture that kept me engaged and, and you watched the whole thing. But uh, yeah, so yeah, if, if, if you didn't get that up there at, at what TSN, then that would have yeah. been. Well, uh, Sportsnet. Sportsnet. Sportsnet yes. Yeah. So yeah, uh, that was the only thing missing. If it was picture in picture, I think it would have been just fine. 
Yeah, I saw the picture in picture too. This was the picture in picture I probably watched the most of all the picture in pictures too. Because I was like, wait, what's happening? <laughs> because of the way it cut off. But Justin, uh, a lot of people, I'm going to throw something your way. And this is one of those times where you're either going to be like, cool, or you're going to say, Jack, this is one of your crazy comments again. Uh, but a lot of people are comparing Sami Zayn to Daniel Bryan throughout this whole thing. And I get that, but... I don't know. I feel like I'm seeing a lot of Mick Foley with him and the fact that he's kind of funny, but now turning it up and being serious where necessary by balancing the likability with the seriousness and being able to fight tough when he needs to. Obviously, he's not the barbed wire getting thrown off the cell kind of guy, but I feel like that kind of character, he feels like he's kind of a Mick Foley here. Am I off my rocker? No, I actually, I saw somebody tonight on social media was going around. They were basically like, they said like it was one of those tweets meant to get um, response and engagement it was like rank these three underdogs and it was Mick Foley Dana Bryan and, and Sami Zayn um, and I think there's elements to both that Sami Zayn's pulling from I think the you know I think the Daniel Bryan there's certainly that um, that he's right there in the storyline some fans want to see a change in storyline so there's the there's the behind the curtain inside baseball kind of aspect to it but then to the um, you know and he has this natural underground movement and but let's call it what it is it's just it's just really good storytelling that's been told with him and him and bloodline uh and then you have yeah the mcfoley mcfoley you know it's it's the this is all all mcfoley ever wanted to do was be a professor he wanted to be a you want to be world champion you, be you know and, and and it's all sammy zane's ever wanted to be and but you know maybe you don't have the conventional poster boy looks that, that, that the company's gonna tout as their champion or your style is unconventional or you're misunderstood i mean I, I to me, Foley out of the three of them, Foley's the, the the greatest of them all because Mick Foley managed to have a backstory that developed three characters that all intersected and progressed at the same freaking time, which is insane, which is wild when you think about it. Uh, but no, I I don't think it's a crazy comment by you at all. I think that, I think Sami Zayn is there's elements that are being pulled from both of those other underdogs' paths. Right. So perfect. Well, I feel good knowing you didn't make fun of me. We're off to a good start. There we go. Uh, we got a couple of uh, super chats here. Talks. Uh, I see your chat. I'm going to get to that when we talk about Seth Rollins, since that's what the question is about. That's okay. Uh, but Allison Tuckwab with a huge super chat. Thank you so much for this one. Uh, asks, what if Tony from AEW came through the door and wanted to pay for the takeover, um, pay for the takeover, the building, and he don't want no McMahon's attached to it specifically? especially Vincent man. Otherwise the guys and girls are going to go on with the business wrestling and kill someone at those that door. So Allison, I noticed you'd said another comment about the translation. You were using voice to text and it made, you said it, sorry, I messed up my message talking to the mic. There's a word in there that wasn't supposed to be in there saying, kill the business. So I think what Allison is referring to and Allison, please let me know if I'm mistaken here. Um, I think we'll start and and we'll, Jimmy, we'll have you start with it. it. What would happen if Tony came through and said, look, I want to take over and uh, no man's attached to it. Um, do you think uh, that would happen? Uh, th see, I, that, that's on the business side. And, uh, obviously there's a lot of speculation on, uh, you know, when and if the WWE is sold, who's a potential buyer. There's a lot of rumors out there and stuff like that. If Tony Khan were to muster up enough money, what was the price tag that I heard? Nine billion dollars. Nine billion. Vince yeah, wants nine billion. The the, mar the market 
so to the they say right now the market value is six and a half billion. Six and a half. That's still a lot of billions, even for a billionaire. So um one billion is a lot of billions, if you ask. Yeah. Me. But, um I do, if Tony Khan were to somehow purchase it and, and get all the stipulations he wants added into it, I don't think him as a fan, I don't think he would do it to it to intentionally bury the WWE, so to speak. If you're going to invest that much money into a, to acquiring a company, you're going to want to build it up as much as you can. So I, I know he would probably do what he thinks would be best for it. It's just that uh, you need the right people in place to help you as well. You can't do it all yourself. You're not going to be able to run that company, uh, AEW, ROH. We, we already see the issues going on there now with the talent pool that they have. Now you're trying to... Uh, run basically three companies by yourself under one umbrella tough call Let, let's also keep in mind here i mean obviously i'm not tony khan's accountant mm. uh his father is on is higher up on the forbes billionaire list than vince is his father mm -hmm. does have more money than vince but it's his father who has more money than vince <laughs> i don't know what tony got as an allowance i don't know what tony <laughs> has gone out and earned from his jacksonville jaguars so i'm sure i'm sure tony can buy a happy meal I don't think he's hurting, but let's keep in mind. I'm I'm pretty sure this was, and I'm sure that somebody can 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 verify. I'm sure he's clarified this on the early days of AEW's launch, that his father on the paperwork is a principal owner or investor or whatever the, the terminology is. So I I don't know. I I don't know. <laughs> I I like is Tony is Tony Khan really going to go to his dad and say, "Hey pops, I, I started this one company." And then I acquired the other one, and that probably wasn't a whole lot of money. It was probably, you know, mm. whatever a ring of honor is. But now I need <laughs> I mm. need nine billion more if you could if you could Venmo me that, please, so I can buy mm. the the global leader and 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 I'll just I will take care of it all. I got it. All right. right. You know, I, you know, I mean not I'm not saying AEW's not failed by any means. AEW's had a lot of a lot of things they can hang their hat on early on for the business wise, but by no means has what he has what he's done in AEW suggests that he's ready to take on the machine that is WWE and purchase it for nine billion dollars and is gonna get the return on that investment. Uh I just <laughs> all these people just keep suggesting Tony Khan buying WWE and I don't know <laughs> what they're thinking about here. Yeah, nine billion is a lot for even the richest of people. Like the, mm -hmm. that's not an amount that anyone is going to frivolously throw at something for the sake of throwing it out there. And um, Jeff, Jeff Jeff Bezos has enough enough billions. Mm -hmm. Jeff Bezos could do it, but he's busy. He's getting ready to buy my Washington football team. He's getting ready to buy the Commanders. Right. So oh, okay, you want Bezos <laughs> to forget everything else and focus on the football team? Right. I need to get I need to get the the, the, the piece of crap owner we have in there out. I, he Bezos has to focus on Washington football right now. Right. Uh, yeah. Everything else. Forget everything else, Bezos. Okay. This. Is what you need. But. Amazon Amazon Prime deliveries can wait. He needs to get <laughs> on it and get the damn team bought before the new oh, year, before goodness. the new football year starts. No more, <laughs> no more deliveries. No more Prime. Shut it all down until the football team is set and good. I want to wash the Commanders <laughs> with a new owner and Jeff Bezos. I want Dan Snyder out of there and on his yacht sailing off. <laughs> I want I, and I, I want I want my prime membership to get me the, the, my, my, the a free ticket every Sunday to see uh, the, the watch my games and I want a brand new dome stadium. I want the Amazon Prime uh, uh, greatest dome ever built and erected on the old RFK stadium property. That, that's wow. what I that's what I need to have happen in my life. I think it's the least Bezos could do. <laughs> it's the least he could do. Um, 
So, uh, Allison, I hope that answers your question. Again, Talks Kazim, I see your your uh, chat there. We'll definitely get to it once we start chatting mm-hmm. about uh, Seth Rollins here. But for now, Byron Saxton, who had a very busy day, uh, was interviewing Rhea Ripley and Dominic Mysterio. Uh, and she basically says, I'm done with Beth Phoenix. That's gone. Now I'm on to Charlotte, and I'm going to win the championship while uh, Dom takes some more shots at his dad and – says that uh, if Byron keeps asking these kind of questions, he's going to show him what he does to people who talk too much like they like <laughs> get in the pin. Uh, Jimmy, uh, Dom's <laughs> taking another shot at Rey Mysterio. Yeah. Easy money, Rey versus Dom at WrestleMania. But uh, any any takeaways from this one? No, just Dom is just continuing to to that, that character, the, the, uh, the, the hardened criminal ex-con is just now that he's added to this and, and even the look, you know, the little, the, the, the little facial hair showing up and the little shadow and just every little touch that he adds to this character is working. And it, it's making me want to see this match between him and his dad, Ray at WrestleMania that much more. And it's a, don't get me wrong. I'm a big Ray Mysterio fan. I love Ray, mm-hmm. but Dom is making me want to see this match. Mm-hmm. And that is that is what it's all about. He's just he's nailing it. What can you say? Yeah. He's nailing it. He was. It's so crazy how it's this. I think where we got to give Dom and whoever's putting the show together credit is it was such a small thing that they saw was lightning in the bottle and they just grabbed it and took it. And I think a lot of other places uh, or people or whoever may have let that slide and it would have been a funny thing that just disappeared into time because it, it was a digital exclusive that it started on very easy to have gotten forgotten but justin they said no 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 there's something here let's ride with it and i it's changed him completely it has and um it really has and what's what's cool is that you know back when dom and ray were teaming you know especially in the thunderdome era and 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 they were tag champions you knew inevitably one day that's what we're getting. That that's probably why Ray's even out there. Is he wanted to get Dom in there? He wanted to, you know, coach and be there along with Dom. But eventually, the obvious thing is to have a father son match. And at that point, I thought, okay, we're going to get the father son match, and it's going to be Dom dressing just like his dad. He's going to be doing all of his dad's moves. It's going to be you know just that that that's going to be the stories. It just you know he who you know who who can do, you know Dom's faster. He's younger or whatever. Now. Dom has a whole different character, a whole different backstory. He's got this, uh, you know, this, uh, you know, this, this allegiance and group and, and what have you with, with Judgment Day. I'm now excited to see he and Ray, not for athleticism or anything like that, but, but well, I am. But, uh, but in addition and bigger than that, I'm excited to see Dom do that piece of offense to his dad and the little things Dom's going to do to play to the crowd and embrace because he has a character and, he, and he's and he's and he's figuring that character out and the, and the crowd's reacting to it and and his and again his his corner mates his his his, his stable mates are, are are right there with him so and that's what I should be looking forward to I want to see that I want to I want to see him mock Eddie I want to see him embrace his 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 hard time culture you know <laughs> that's going to make for some for some compelling uh, build up and, and and a compelling payoff when, when the match comes. The uh, yeah, when and what's going to be great is there's going to be that moment where Dom is whatever it's going to be similar to the whole on your knees, holding your hands up. No, 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 don't hit me. And Ray's going to hit him, and we're all going to love it, and it's going to be great. And it's going to that's what pro wrestling is. This guy's finally going to get what's coming to him. Uh, it's going to be beautiful. 
Um, someone who finally got what was coming to him, a guy named uh, Mustafa Ali. He had a match with Dolph Ziggler. It was a quick one. Ali gets the win. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin, is this the first of many for Ali? Uh, it kind of felt like they were talking a little bit commentary, selling the win of like maybe you know Ali's balled in now. He's found his confidence. He's found his magic dust. Uh, so we'll see. Um, you know, uh, you know, I give them credit for the consistency. They've kind of stuck with this last few weeks, or they've kept harping on this little relationship or what have you that's between these two and, and what have you. It's kind of interesting. I was thinking about this more. There's a lot of similarities uh, you can pull from Ali now to where Ziggler was in his career about 12, 13 years ago in the sense of like both had started their main roster career in a stable, uh, you know, and 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 that that stable, you know, how 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 will it go down in history? You know, you can you can debate. And then, you know, Dolph was kind of the guy who was just looking for that little bit of respect, could bump his ass off of the athletic as hell. Took a while to break through, and and I think Ali's kind of in that same that same position. So there's similarities I kind of can draw if you want to put their timelines up next to each other. So, um, yeah, we'll see where it goes. But good for Ali to get get a win. He he. Probably needed to, because if, if Jimmy, if you'd have lost here again, I, I don't mm. know what the point is anymore. That you know. Yeah, Jimmy. Any any thoughts on this one? I mean, this feels like we're just building up to what will be a uh, a probably eventually a barn burner uh, match where they actually go the distance or a tag team or something. I don't know where it's going, uh, but I'm enjoying it because it's also not taking up a ton of time. Uh, so no, uh, let me know right. your thoughts. No, I mean I'm, I'm enjoying it. Mustafa Ali is 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 gaining my attention and that's mm-hmm. what again it's it's him doing it with his words is he's helping with his character he's he's every all the little things that you need to do right he's doing right right now if, mm-hmm. that's a lot of rights. right right uh, <laughs> but yeah exactly so um he's he's been very impressive and and you know the little cockiness you see mm-hmm. after the match get you know sarcastically you know, kind of bragging about his win and stuff like that. I think it's it's the time is right for him to start making that push forward. I hope they don't rush it. They take their time with it and build him and build him. But at the same time, he, this is a guy that can uh, be a future, um, well, I'm not going to say world champion, but here's a guy, who, you know, your IC or, or US champ in the future. Yeah, I think I think you've got something with him. And I think this is a great, spot for Ziggler to help have these kind of matches to help get guys built up. And again, he's one of those guys kind of like Corbin where hasn't won a whole lot recently, but for some reason beating him still feels like it matters. You know, it feels like it's as opposed to beating, uh, you know, Akira Tozawa is always my go-to for, uh, for people who, you know, probably aren't going to win much, but, but like you said, the win tonight did wonders for him really, you know, lift elevated his stature. Let's put it that way. Jimmy's got the pen. He's booking tonight. Look at that. He's got the pen. Yes. Oh, it's yeah. and he's ser- like, and he's he's serious about it. He's got the pen, not a pencil. He's not erasing anything. It's going wait, in. Wait, I have a pencil too. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we move on and we get the Cody Rhodes segment. And before he can say anything, a neck braced Paul Heyman asks, <laughs> uh, what if? He talks about how he, if he does win and completes the story, he'll have no life. He'll be on the road. He'll be promoting matches in matches, and he'll never have time to be home with his family. And when he does, he won't really be there. Comments on things that, like Dustin Rhodes said about being a uh, – his dad was always on the road, and when he was home, he was still kind of on the road. Uh, and then he, he always gets me with some 
crafty line at the end, and he did it again with uh, with uh, Roman has a uh, is happily married, but I'm not. <laughs> I loved it. Uh, Justin, one, I will always pop for a heel in a neck brace. <laughs> Two, uh, Paul Heyman just knows how to twist the knife, doesn't he? Uh, he does. Uh, he, you know, he's he never he, he doesn't ever have a bad segment. Um, you know, this this having the two of these in a promo segment again after the one we saw what was it last week? You know, that that's a high bar to clear again. Um, I understand mixing it up and giving it a change in visuals so not having them in the ring, having it be Paul backstage, Cody in, in the ring. I understand because Paul's selling his his injuries from Saturday. Again, not wanting to get too close to Cody. Um, I don't know if it was a separate I don't I, I don't know if it was because of, of of that format. I don't know if it's because for Paul to get out his point, which was him doing math, which was Here's 50 days here. Here's 200 days. I don't know if it just made it longer than what it appeared on paper. I thought the message was really good of what Paul was trying to say of like, you so badly want this, Cody, but are, are you really prepared for the sacrifice and what it's probably going to do to your life, your personal life? I thought the message was a was a great message as we were on the road to Cody trying to fulfill this family legacy and, and career fulfillment. The execution just came off a little it, it got a little lost because I just think it got long. And I, I don't, again, I don't know if it would have been faster if Paul was in the ring right there with Cody. I, I don't know. This is, this is where we get the armchair book. Um, so that is my little critique is it wasn't as crisp as I thought it could be, but I appreciated what they were trying to do um, you know, on paper. You know, I, I get what you're saying. And I think uh, for me too, and look, this is totally a split in hairs thing because I, whenever I see Cody Rhodes and Paul Heyman in a segment, my expectations go through the roof. So this is going to be a bit of a critique, but it's it's like when you're critiquing LeBron James's games. You know, you're like, okay, what are we really critiquing here? Uh, but I think there was something missed, and Jimmy, this will be for you by not having Heyman in person. I think when you do the video back and forth, it doesn't quite hit the same either. Uh, mm-hmm. But I did like how Cody referenced once him and Reigns are face to face, it'll be a big deal because now mm-hmm. my head's already spinning, you know? Right. No, uh, you know what? I, I, normally I would agree with that, having them face to face in the ring, him and Heyman. But and and I get Justin's point where, you know, it did feel maybe a tad longer. But at the same time, it also shows what kind of a chicken, you know what, uh, chicken crap uh yes. mm-hmm. <laughs> paul Heyman is that he doesn't he want to take a chance being in the neck brace and the whole thing and going out there and being face to face with cody even though cody probably wouldn't attack he's not like a kevin owens would would who would uh stun him or something like that mm-hmm. but at the same time i i agree with the whole thing the the message that Heyman was trying to portray trying to discourage him from wanting the championship but i did like the ending where um uh Cody finally did say he has to finish his story mm-hmm. and he has to go on. And at WrestleMania, he will beat Roman Reigns. That is the first time he's actually come, if I'm not mistaken, said it in that specific definitive way. And, yep. and, 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 and two things real quick. Uh, maybe, maybe Jimmy, let's meet in the middle. Maybe, maybe have Heyman in a wheelchair at the, at the top of the ramp, at the top of the stage. So he's far enough away, but he's still out there. Huh. I don't know. A pop yeah. for the wheelchair too. <laughs> no, no, the wheelchair. Okay, let's split here. So he has the walker. <laughs> has the walker, right? Um, but but I think that's a great point you made. Is that I think that was the first time Cody said those words. And look, you know, 
kind of wrestling babyface 101, mm-hmm. most of the time when you're leading up to a big event like this, if the babyface comes out and makes the proclamation, they got to follow up on it. That's usually how this works. If the babyface is saying, I am going to beat said champion, said bad guy, right. uh, not many babyfaces can get away uh, with going in there and not doing, not fulfilling such. So that was a huge declaration that he said. It. So, I mean, look, the guy's had the title for over 900 days. There's reason to, there's reason to debate and speculate that he's not going to lose at Mania. Um, right. You know, so I think that's, let's, let's, let's just, let's not, you know, it's not a foregone conclusion that Cody beats him. We got to see it happen. But I think Cody coming out there and actually explicitly saying that that's a huge beep, 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 red light going off. Yeah. You know, that's a good point though, Justin. We all assume Cody Rhodes is winning, but there's been people we assume we're going to beat Roman too. A lot of people thought Drew mm-hmm. McIntyre was beating him at Clash the Castle. A lot of people thought Sami Zayn was about to beat him this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, but kind of like a Tom Brady, well, now he's retired, but for for like 10 years, right? Well, this has got to be the last year, right? This is where he falls off, and then he just never did. I don't know. Safe money is to I, always bet on Roman Reigns. I mean, the debate the debate is, if, if you finally do it, is, is, is can you find any bigger baby face uh, you know, around the corner that, 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 to do it? You know, so it's like, it's like if, if, so if, you, if, you, if there is still a debate right now, if it's not a foregone conclusion, if there is still debate of, of does Cody beat him, I'm talking about debate internally, uh, you know, amongst creative. If somebody says, okay, Roman's going to def- retain against Cody, then the next question, okay, well, who's the next babyface that's actually going to challenge him? Right. You know what I mean? That, that's the question. I mean, you know, we, 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 fan- we kept fantasy booking The Rock. Obviously, The Rock's not challenging Roman. I mean, <laughs> so uh, I, again, unless something pops up where it's like, hey, Rock just called. He said he can do SummerSlam in Detroit. All right, Roman's holding it to August. I mean, I, and unless that pops up, I, it's just a case of I, I mean, and can you find a bigger baby face, a bigger momentum, bigger story than Cody? Right now, I'd say no. Right. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. yeah. In your busy day to day life, the last thing you should need to worry about is home security. That's why I use the Eufy Video Lock. The Eufy Video Lock is a three in one smart lock, two K camera, and doorbell. That's three functions to triple your security in one device that's easy to install. All you need is a Phillips screwdriver. And it's not just for security, it's also convenient. With keyless entry, fingerprints unlock the door in less than a second. You can also assign passwords to your family members and see them coming and going with the integrated camera. See who's at your door anytime with the enhanced night vision, 2K clear sight, and two-way audio. Unlike other brands, the Eufy Video Lock has no monthly fee. It also has an 18-month warranty and customer support on standby 24-7. I love this lock when I'm far from home or receiving a package and I'm laying on the couch and don't feel like getting up. For more information, search for Eufy Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can get complete control of your door. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Speaking of that, though, uh, and just the, to piggyback on that, you know, a lot of people were worried about Sammy Chance hijacking this whole story. But I noticed Cody still got a very good reaction tonight. Uh, and that was in Canada, the mm-hmm. you know, the first show after Sammy lost. I think all those fears that people had can be put to bed. Yeah, and it's a yeah. handful of things. It, it, it's it's the it's the Sammy uh, Cody promo. If you you know, or I guess that was last week. Uh, Cody basically endorsing Sammy, so that kind of like helped eliminate any like, oh, this is not a this is not a struggle. This is this is Cody endorsing the guy, and I'll happily face mm-hmm. you. Uh, that ha- comes into play. Uh, the fact that Cody has his own following as well. The fact that they did the Sammy KO story off out of the gate tonight. It's the first thing of like you mm-hmm. know. Sammy and KO, Sammy needs KO's help, but then KO's throwing it back at him. Oh, I think your loyalty is with Jay now. So there's enough going on that it's like, I don't think people feel threatened by Cody, and that's why we're mm-hmm. not. That's why we're not getting the um, the the, you know, the, the, the 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 hostage uh, situation right. with the crowd. Mm-hmm. So as we move on, we get Oscar, who's also going to WrestleMania, but she's in a mm-hmm. match with Nikki Cross. Bianca Belair comes out right after the bell rings. Uh, Oscar gets the win. We get a few pointing to WrestleMania signs, and Oscar spits up some blue gunk, which, by the way, is supposed to put people to sleep. If you Google what mist means, what different mist stuff is, blue means go to sleep. Apparently, that's what I learned by Google today. Uh, Jimmy, we uh, uh, we um, I, sorry, I'm trying to find my words. No. Yeah. This is me nitpicking, but I feel like this is something that right up your alley. If a match starts, the bell rings. Why would production play someone's music right after to have them come down? Yeah, it's it's the little things that matter. The, and and it, this is a situation where just before the bell rings, why not have Bianca come out and, you know, kind of just flash the belt and say, hey, I'm sitting right here. I'm watching you, you know, mm-hmm. kind of giving the 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 idea that she's scouting her opponent at WrestleMania, that sort of thing. And if she's coming out, why not put her on commentary since she's sitting right there? Yeah. I, I, that I didn't get. I, yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it, again, it's, it, it, to some people, it might be a little, th- it sound like a little thing, but it, it, it is a thing. It was a glaring uh, misstep. Let's put it that way, in my opinion. Yeah. I was wondering if maybe there was a production miscue, like maybe, the, and that maybe they didn't, weren't ready for her. And then that's why they mm-hmm. maybe didn't have an extra headset or something. I don't know, but. Uh, that's all no, they, they, they were they were ready for her because I tipped my hat because we <clears throat> you could see they had the chair already set out next mm-hmm. to Corey Graves out there for they were clearly ready. They were waiting for it to be the bell rings and she disrupts. Um, but but to the point, it is that is kind of like, a you know, is that is that believable or is that, you know, whatever? Yeah. Uh, so Nikki or Oscar uh, gets the win, obviously. Uh, but then backstage later, uh, Candice LeRae is getting interviewed and she sees Nikki Cross and she wants to talk to Nikki Cross. And Nikki Cross says that whispers, all her friends are gone and she's alone. Justin, I was not ready to have my heartstrings pulled that hard by Nikki Cross tonight. Uh, mine weren't pulled that hard. I, I, I'll, you, I'll say, you're I, heartless. I, I, 
I'm, I'm heartless. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> um, you know, like I, I again, I'm not gonna poo-poo it because I'm I, again, I want everybody to have some story. I want everything to have something to, to, to sink their teeth in. So I'm all again. Candace needs a story, and Nikki needs a story. So I'll see it. But I I don't know. Like who's Nikki's friends that she's talking about? Who who was it? Who who, uh, who was she last seen with? Who who does she not have right now? Like what's I don't know. We'll see. I'll, I'll let's yeah. see. And Oscar. I said this on Saturday. Oscar versus Bianca. Oscar's a baby face of the crowd. Bianca's obviously a baby face. Face versus face. You don't often get it. That can be tricky in terms of how do you, you know, keep up the, the uh, the contention and, and and what have you. So I liked a little bit of mind games, as commentary said, with Oscar doing the doing the the, the kabuki. This mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, I'm okay with that. Uh, Jimmy, we also had a quick backstage segment where Carmella said that she doesn't like Asuka and she's going to do something about it. Uh, it tells me that Asuka might have her hands full. So I'd like to get your thought on that as well as uh, potentially could we see the women's tag team division get bolstered a little bit by a LeRae Nikki Cross tag team? Uh, you never know. Anything is possible if done correctly and believable where people say, yes, I could see that happening. If it's, if it's too far fetched and, and you, you know, the, the Carmella thing, like the, you touched on it too, because you got Bianca, who's a baby face Oscar's well, well liked by the audience as well. You, you don't want to turn one of them heel. Mm-hmm. At least I, I don't see that happening right now. Maybe making it a three way. At WrestleMania, where Carmella challenges uh, Asuka in a match somewhere d- before WrestleMania to either get into the match or challenge her for her spot in the match. Mm-hmm. And then you have it a heel, a, car- a heel Carmella versus a Bianca. Mind you, you know, people also want to see Asuka get her WrestleMania moment as well. So, uh, you know, it's, it's an interesting dilemma to be in. It all depends on how they present it going forward. Yeah, we'll have to see how that plays out. We got a quick segment. I'm going to get rapid fire results or commentary from both of you. Uh, MVP calls out, calls Brock Lesnar a coward for taking the DQ instead of taking the hurt lock. So Omos is going to challenge Brock Lesnar. We're going to get an answer next week. Justin, rapid reaction thoughts Omos versus Brock Lesnar, WrestleMania. If that's actually going to happen, that is going to be a true test. For old Omos. Um, he's big. We put him in there with Braun Strowman. We've done all the big guy fee fo fum test of strength, uh, easy shenanigans. Um, Brock is a different, different animal. So if and, and look, and I'm okay. I look, I'm okay with it because quite frankly, again, this creative regime, let's put Brock in a fresh WrestleMania match. I said this Saturday at some point. Brock, so many of Brock's uh, opponents in the last few years have just been it's been a repetitive we've seen it before put brock in there with a guy who was legit seven three okay um still green but i'm sure but, but put him in there but that will be a true test of like okay if omas is going to be a guy that's going to stick around for any bit of time if he's going to even flirt with being flirt with being anything close to this generation's big show and i say that meaning a lot of times when, when a promotion, when a territory has a tall seven-foot seven foot plus SOB, they're around for a short stint. Giant Gonzalez around for a short stint, right? Uh, uh, and there's a lot of other tall guys with the, the, the short stint. Very few are Andre the Giants that can make money long-term. Uh, Paul White, Big Show, was, was the next Andre the Giant. 
if 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 they think at all that Omos could even be a chance, he has to pass the test of working with Brock Lesnar. That doesn't mean he has to beat Brock Lesnar, but Brock has to go back through there and Brock say, "Yeah, kid's got something." Triple H's got to watch it and say, "Yeah, he handled this moment and all the measurements that they're going to be looking for." So I'm intrigued because that's a big, it's a fresh matchup and it's a big deal for uh, a new talent. Yeah, Jimmy, I feel like this is one of those. Um, it, it's kind of a double-edged sword because I feel like whoever loses is going to not look good, but whoever mm-hmm. wins will come out looking great in the sense that I think if Omos can beat Brock, then Omos is going to be our, our giant for some time, to, to Justin's point. I think if Brock beats Omos, Omos kind of looks like he gets punked out, but at the same time, Brock puts away this massive monster and is right back in the talk of being an indestructible force again. That's the only intriguing thing about it that I can find is, is, is who do you, if this match does happen, who do you have come out on top without hurting the other person, which is very hard to do it, especially in this situation. I think it's hard not to do damage to the loser in this potential matchup. The other thing too, is like, like you guys have been talking about Omos is, is, very green so this is a true test to for brock if this happens to see if he can carry him to a believable uh decent match where you don't go oh my goodness you know what i mean so so you know brock's been fortunate you know he worked with bobby this weekend there's a there's a guy he could work with who who can go you Mm -hmm. know what i mean omas is a different story it's going to be that match is going to be all on brock to help carry that load and that's going to be the challenge for him. It's a big load to carry, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as big of a load as you're going to get. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we uh, get to the Seth Rollins versus The Miz segment. Now, backstage beforehand, uh, Rollins says that he's going to find Logan Paul and hurt Logan Paul. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, Kathy Kelly, because Byron and Kathy were very busy today, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> says talks about his half-court shot at the Celebrity All-Star game. And he's going to uh, reveal what's in an envelope next week. We get the match. It's a solid one, as you'd expect. It ends with the referee stopping the match and uh, giving Rollins the win. Jimmy, your referee, this is, as far as I can remember, the second time that Rollins has won a match due to referee stoppage. The other one was The Fiend. Does this mean that The Miz is just as tough and dangerous as The Fiend? I don't know if I'd put it that way, but I, I like the way the finish was done. It was just, a, it made Rollins, because Rollins has been acting kind of crazy and goofy lately, but it also shows that mean streak in him. And, yep. and th- that it's still there and could show up at any time. And, and you know, obviously taking the shot at Logan Paul, uh, you know, which it seems to be the direction it's going. But I, 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 as far as the finish goes, I was absolutely fine with it because Miz, I thought, sold it very well. He was basically out on his hands and knees after the first one and then even more so uh, after the second one it, it just uh, it, and it makes sense where you saw it kind of was leading that way after the second one where the referee was telling him hey he's had enough come on calm down you might even think about doing it after two to miss maybe three was a little much after the second one maybe i thought that the bell should have rang if you and, if you want to make a small tiny critique for me and keep in mind it's the curb stomp that in the, in the Elimination Chamber match, you know, concussed Montez Ford and, and calls mm-hmm. the medical and refs to come in there. So it kind of sticks with the continuity this weekend of just the the, right. the, 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 the how lethal the, this finishing move is right now for Seth Rollins. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and Justin, I was going to ask you about that. It does feel like the Joker Rollins, as we call him, and now he's even in the WrestleMania commercials, the Joker. Um, the Joker Rollins almost seems to be pulling back, as he's talking about, a lot more vicious about Logan Paul. And now these stomps, I think we're getting back to the more aggressive, serious Rollins. At least that's what's the way it looks. And I'm all for that. I'm all for mm-hmm. that. Uh, now the MVP of the show tonight, uh, one of them, Alice, Allison is the, the super MVP because of her super chat, but I want to give Tox Kazim a big shout out as well for being so patient with uh, the super chat, uh, ask you, Justin, specifically, uh, Justin LaVar, please explain this to me. Why the F star 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 is Seth Rollins versus Logan Paul, angry, angry, angry. And what, what is going to happen to Drew and Sheamus and Bobby shrug? Uh, well, I'll do the short answer first on Bob, uh, uh, Bray Wyatt called out the winner of Bobby Lashley, Brock Lesnar, Bobby won. uh, Bobby does mention Bray in a little bit. I think tune in Friday. I think we might start to see that direction there. Drew Sheamus, uh, I think keep, keep again keep an eye on the IC title situation. Keep an eye on 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 the Gunther scenario. Uh, to the Seth Rollins Logan Paul talks. Logan Paul's a social media influencer in the key demo that they are after, that all the companies are after. Logan Paul's got. 25 million followers on Instagram. He's got 6 million followers on Twitter. Logan Paul is six foot two. He's athletic. He has shown his athleticism in the ring. He's shown his ability to not look like a rookie, but to look like a guy that's got far more matches under his belt than he does in terms of how to play the crowd, how to, how to, how to, how to antagonize, how to sell when appropriately. Logan Paul is, if you want to ask me, Logan Paul is the dream crossover scenario. He's a guy you don't need to book for, you know, 300 days a year. You don't need to book him on house shows. That's not, that's not what you need. He's a guy who you book for your major events like they've done. He can hang in there. He's doing the training, so he's putting the work in behind the scenes to make sure that he takes care of himself and his partner, his, his, his opponent. But he goes out there and he delivers, and he's a natural heel. His, mm-hmm. his, his, his in-ring work would lead – himself to be a face because he works such a uh, a style that makes usually gets the, the five star reviews but right. they have continued to butt against that because he's such a natural charismatic heel very easy to dislike and again I go back to the start of it he is a social influencer in the key demo his stuff goes viral so put him up against a, a, a Seth Rollins who is organically turned from heel to face in the last few months with the WWE audience. The song is over. Rollins being crazy, you know, whatever is over. Rollins is crazy athletic himself. These two guys are going to come up with a spot that is going to, that's going to steal their portion of the show. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's not hard to understand. I know there's going to be some old fashioned trained pro wrestlers that worked the Indies that paid their dues in that traditional sense, who are either going to be left off this show or are going to have a much more minimal role, and that can aggravate some fans. But you got to look at it from the big picture, and Logan Paul delivers in that big picture. So, yeah, 100%. I absolutely agree with you. I think that, um, I don't think there's anyone who's going to be able to steal the show from Cody and, and Roman. That's just, I think, baked in there. But I think that 
this one is going to i think that'll blow a lot of people away and, and, and versus rollins Yes, it's going to surprise a lot some people, but uh, a lot of people is going to blow away. And you talk about WrestleMania moments. Seth Rollins is smart enough to know that they're going to come up with a WrestleMania moment that people will be talking about and going, you know what? Cody and Roman was awesome, like you said, Justin. But at the same time, do you remember this moment in the Logan Paul versus Seth match? Wow. And you know what? Logan Paul can hang. That's, mm-hmm. that's not going to be an issue. I think in the ring, he, he's going to be able to hang with a Seth Rollins. Yes, Seth will be the guide dog leading the story, you know, but at the same time, I think Logan Paul could 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 follow along on that leash very well. Yeah, Logan, Paul, Logan Paul, sorry, Jack, Logan Paul selfied himself, selfied, videoed himself off the top rope corner, I think, on the Roman Reigns at their big match um mm-hmm. if it was in Saudi right and that that I mean like him and Seth are going to come up with something that is going to as Jimmy said be their mania moment that it might not be the most important thing that happens at mania right. but it's going to it's going to have it's going to just carve out its piece of ownership and mm-hmm. I'm sorry uh no, no disrespect to Mustafa Ali or Elias or Bronson Reed or Damian Priest or whoever else you we're still trying to figure out where their mania situation is if you got logan paul who has proven he can do it too he's not in a logan paul is not an embarrassment logan paul is not a guy they gotta like do all kinds of smoke and mirrors to protect over quite frankly there's gonna be more smoke and mirrors in protecting Omas than there will be logan paul i was gonna say there's gonna be more smoke and mirrors with bray wyatt but that's intentional (laughs) (laughs) that's a different kind of smoke and mirrors those are legit like like actual smoke smoke and mirrors mirrors, yes and by the way I'd actually, and I don't, I don't rule this out. I'd be interested to see a Logan Paul versus Brock Lesnar match, <laughs> because yeah. Logan Paul and his brother have done the the trash talk of Floyd Mayweather, and they've gotten the ring there, and they've they've been in that world. And again, they're such antagonists, and they're such, but they're influencers. And Brock is just such a badass. I would not be opposed whether it's a Money in the Bank one on one match, or it's a SummerSlam match, or it's one of the, the Saudi shows putting Logan Paul and Brock together because I think that there would be some potential, just one-off, just a one-off. You're not going to get more, but there would be a one-off of a, okay, boy, you want to you be yeah. in this business? Put your phone down. Come at me. I I agree. I think Logan, they've, I would never would have guessed Logan Paul would be as good as he is, but I, I, I put it this way. I have a feeling that Cody and uh, – uh, Cody and Reigns going to be the Hogan Andre, but I think Logan Paul and Seth Rollins is going to be the Ricky Steamboat Randy Savage. I think it's going to be the one that a lot of people mm. go, yeah, that was the big match, but you know, this match was really good earlier in the show. Mm. Uh, I think there's going to be too much history behind Reigns and uh, Cody, but that one's going to be the, the one everyone talks about. Uh, real quick, Chelsea can't speak to Pierce till the show's almost over, but she's in the wrong city. I, I I'm digging this character, Jimmy. Uh, any thoughts mm-hmm. on Chelsea Green? No, just just loving. She's get she's what what is the term? A Karen? A Karen? Yeah, yeah. Karen. That's the term. No, the, the, the fact that she called uh, Adam Pierce and said they sent me to Ottawa, Illinois. I believe she said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I didn't even know there was an Ottawa, Illinois. In uh, classic, just just you know there there is a spot for comedy and wrestling, and that. 
was comedy heat. Let's put it that way. And Justin, a really great way to remind us of who she is and keep her character strong without taking a lot of time and doing something heavy handed, mm -hmm. just a quick little phone call. Yeah. And, and this could start, uh, depending on how the reaction is overall, uh, the audience, this could start a, a trend of where it's kind of this thing between her and Adam Pierce to where she keeps getting miss wrong information and it could, it could, it could, it could culminate uh, mania or maybe the night after mania or the week after mania. that's where we see you know she gets told to go one place and she winds up somewhere else and then she ends up winding up in the ring at the wrong time and there's a debut or a return of a female something i mean there's just so much potential i i i, I get a kick out of this this is i love this kind of stuff um, yeah so, yeah this 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 and it's actually kind of like they said ottawa illinois but i assume is a real place i haven't googled it but this weekend's loop upcoming they're in like Rockford, Illinois. They're they're in they're doing an Illinois loop before they get to Grand Rapids, Michigan on Monday. So it's kind of like they even like kind of like oh travel must have just got you the week. They must have got their weeks. You know. <laughs> yeah, it's uh it's it's great. I I'm loving it. Um, we also had a quick segment. Uh, Ding dong, hello is back uh, on the main roster at least. And after some friendly banter, Becky comes out and says she wants to tag titles. So Lita comes out. And they lay out the challenge, and uh, it looks like we're going to get it. Though, Justin, I'm curious how this happens, because Dakota Kai, I believe, is still hurt. I don't know what the plan is here. I don't know. I love seeing Lita. I love seeing Becky. But ding dong, make this end. Damage <laughs> control just, and I've said it before, it's not against any of the three ladies. It just, it just has not resonated. Yeah. Um, if this means getting the tag title, especially if they do some kind of schmoz, if, if Dakota's still not 100%, like you just kind of alluded to, if it means some kind of schmoz that gets the titles on to Becky and Lita, that's cool. That's a big moment next week. And then, wow, Becky and Lita go into Mania as tag team champions. But then it's like, well, who are they facing then? Um, right. So I don't know. I, I mean, I, I'm not going to. I'm not going to sour on a situation where I get to see Lita and Becky Lynch uh, out there because that's that, that's huge. But I but 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 to the damage control thing, I just I can't. I'm just not. I I, I want to, but I can't. I've tried. I've tried to fake it. I can't fake it to make it. Yeah, I I I kind of agree. And Jimmy, I think again one of the class things. I love the pieces. I don't know if I love the combination of them. Uh, somehow Bailey as well. I feel like she's getting into this territory of. Yes, I know she acts like a bad guy, but I like her doing it almost in a I'm not compare I don't mean to compare her, but like almost in an Eddie Guerrero type way where it's like, oh, I lied, mm. cheat and steal. Isn't it great? And like she's, it's kind of like I'm an annoying person. Isn't it great? Yeah, I, I, I thought you were going to go with Kurt Angle. Okay. Yeah. But, but we'll save yeah. that for a similar. Yeah I, yeah. I could see where you're going with that. But to Justin's point, maybe this is a way, like you said, to get the titles off of damage control uh you know can she go maybe she can't maybe bailey subs for her in the title match and then bails on her partner you know kind of like you know heels out of the match in some form or fashion when she could have helped her partner out and mm -hmm. you know and but then again like you said do you want to see becky and lita as champions and who do they face going forward is there anybody but uh Maybe it is a way to break up damage control, which, like you said, Justin, just doesn't seem to be resonating right now. Well, and it should be noted, too, that um, uh, Fightful Select, you know, who has got a pretty good track record, they had, mm -hmm. Fightful had reported before Raw that Trish was there tonight, Trish Stratus, oh. and that Trish was supposed to be a part of the segment. 
obviously she wasn't. And then I think Fightful says acknowledge, okay, something changed and that plans changed and then Trish left the building. So part of me wonders, was the plan to have Trish also be out there and this be a three-on-three situation that maybe they even built to the mania, but if Dakota's, like, if, if they got some diagnosis, if, if Dakota's not going to be good for a while and she can't hold up her end, maybe they said, all right, well, we're not going to build to the six-woman tag match that it makes. So maybe it's like, okay, we're just going to, we're going to schmoz, get the tag title off of mm-hmm. damage control. And then, you know, maybe Becky, Lita, and then maybe in addition to, of Trish moves into Mania against some other, you know, trio of women. I don't know, but I think it's relevant to add that that Trish was apparently factored into this, and then last minute got pulled out of it. Yeah, I had read that too, and I was—I yeah. I mean, we—I have no idea what the situation with that is. I, I would think if you're choosing between Lita and Trish, with all respect to Lita, you're in Canada. You right. still, why wouldn't you use Trish? Uh, well, but 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 but, but, but Lita, but Lita has the Lita just saved Becky a couple weeks ago, so you got to follow up to that. That's true too. Hmm. Um, I'm sure we'll see that develop more, but uh, I'd like that to get a little spicier. Uh, we get Bronson Reed versus Chad Gable. That backstage, they first uh, bump into each other when the Alpha Academy are checking out their cheekbones. We get a little Bronson and Alpha Academy stare down. Then Gable has a match with Bronson and man, he does a hell of a job, but he gets distracted by Otis talking to Maxine Dupree and Bronson Reed gets the win. Uh, Jimmy, it feels a little bit like Gable was uh, kind of coming into the good guy side of things during this match. Was that just maybe because Bronson's so big, but I felt like he was sort of a, uh, a sentimental favorite in this one. I guess to a certain degree, but uh, on a, a, switching this up a little bit, I, I almost feel like, yes, Chad Gable has been the guy who's helping get guys over. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think they're missing the boat with this guy because I mentioned Kurt Angle earlier. This is a guy who I thought has all the qualities to be this generation's Kurt Angle minus the gold medal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, but uh, to your point, yeah, it, it does seem like, Bronson Reed is again one of those guys that big splash off the top. Yeah. People are loving it. So yeah. why not? You know, not the guy he lands on, but yeah, I get what you're yeah exactly. I don't, <laughs> I wouldn't want to be there on the receiving end of that. But if the fan, if fans are loving it, you know, is how do you turn this guy into a heel? Yeah, they, I mean, when they tease, they tease for a moment though too uh, on the outside of the ring. Otis and Bronson just staring down for a minute, like just the visual of these two guys who are kind of built the same frame, you know, shorter and shorter, stockier power guys. Like Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not saying it's a WrestleMania match, but that's a match that you could promote a week or two out for a raw that I'm like, all right, I'm going to tune into that to see what the hell that turns into. Yeah, absolutely. When they had the stare down, it felt like this is big. If it was any other show than mania coming up, I'd say it's premium live event work, but mania is, that's a whole different beast, so I don't know how you'd go about that. But hey, Otis might be Otis very Otis. soon. <laughs> I can't wait because it's gonna happen. There is, there, there is some oh, comedy wow. there of there is some comedy there of Chad Gable, who is fit like no other, is a good looking dude. There's comedy <laughs> that he gets completely discarded by the male modeling agency, mm-hmm. and the the Chris Farley dopey o- Otis gets <laughs> all the love. Uh, I mean, there is some comedy play there, but uh, but again, get some weeks out of it. But I agree with Jimmy. At some point, may, maybe when the cal- when the WWE calendar resets, which is after Mania, maybe there's a 
split the two amicably, am, amicably, uh, you know what I mean, between yeah. uh, Otis yeah. and, you know, <laughs> split the two between Chad right. and Otis, let Otis do his own thing in that in that comedy space, but but sincerely try to push Chad. And maybe mm-hmm. Chad's in the Money in the Bank match a couple months later because he really mm-hmm. does have a ton of potential. I always say yeah. Kurt Angle, Owen Hart marriage. Mm. Oh. I, when I was watching him, I think the moments that I felt like I could see him making the change is when he was trying to do that German suplex and he just couldn't get him up. And it was like you could tell the crowd wanted to see it happen. And then when he did, did get it, the crowd popped big time and then yeah. the diving headbutt. I think the crowd was actually getting behind him quite a bit here. Uh, and so I could see that transition happening. Cause again, he's one of those guys, he's a bad guy, but he's so funny and likable. Right. How do you, you I, no, I don't think anyone actually hates him. I think they're just like, this guy's the bad guy. Right. So I boo him. Right. Uh, but uh, Elias, he, uh, he goes out and uh, Boogs is taking notes. And um, he says that he asks who wants to walk with Elias and Bobby Lashley comes out and, Justin, I think Lashley has a different understanding of what walking is because he came out and he beat the crap out of Elias. Uh, it says no one gets out of the hurt lock before walking away. Uh, Lashley looks strong. I worry about our guy Elias, though. He's kind of back into the same old people coming out and beating him up. Uh, yeah, there's probably going to have to be some kind of reset with Elias or something. Um, but, I mean, this was – but but a good spot to do here with Bobby. Bobby gets the win technically it's on Saturday, mm-hmm. but certainly Brock stood tall and was a memorable performance. Uh, but Bobby did get the win. And so Bobby's probably going to be figured in the mania plans. You need to have Bobby come out and look strong tonight. And then I have, a, I, I suspect Friday on SmackDown uh, just based upon what they've shown us that Bray and his characters will probably start to take aim at Bobby. Mm-hmm. Um, but before that happens, Bobby needs to just again regain, just remind everybody that he's Bobby freaking Lashley. He's he, he, you know he is who he is. Um, so I thought that this was a good little segment they sneaked in just before the main event. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking yeah. of the event, we get to the main event, and uh, unless Jimmy, do you have anything you want to add to that? Um, no, just uh, no. It was it was short. It was sweet, and Bobby mentioning the fact that nobody could break the hurt lock was, you know, nice little touch. Yeah. Nobody in that locker room can. Now, whether that sets up him and Bray Wyatt somewhere down the road. He's a, I mean, he is a vampire, so I'm sure yeah. he's got a superhuman strength beyond all the money. To the return of Chris Masters, the master lock. Oh. Yes. Um, <laughs> Lash is a big boy. I feel like he's, mm. of course, Chris Masters is a big boy, too. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but they both probably got pretty mean master lock, hurt mm-hmm. locks, whatever. Uh, we get to the main event. Uh, before the main event, I should say, Kathy Kelly interviews Austin Theory, who says he's the champ, and he just drops in. A, oh, yeah, in two weeks, John Cena's going to be here. Uh, mm-hmm. Probably one of the most low-key John Cena's coming back announcements they've ever done. Um, and then, of course, we have the match for the title. Oh, yeah, by the way, uh, Edge also has a promo saying he wants to win the title, and he's moving on from Judgment Day. Match happens. It's a good one. And mm-hmm. it ends with Finn costing Edge the match and Theory retaining. Justin, I want to go to you. It feels like, I mean, we might as well put it in pen now. John Cena versus Austin Theory U.S. title. I mean, I think so. Yeah. Um, the, the, I mean, you know, he's coming back in Boston, his, his, his hometown in a few weeks. And you just look at 
Austin Theory. Austin Theory has a very just striking resemblance physically to John Cena hmm. uh, 20 years ago. Um, that's just physical. And then you go into the X's and O's of where Theory is in the booking and, and where John was in the booking and whatever. So that there's going to be uh, there's going to be some great story to tell there. But I agree uh, to what you said about how low key they, they did. Annou- it, it was on social earlier in the day. Mm-hmm. That scene has been announced for Boston in two weeks for Raw. So it was out there on social, but you're right. Raw did not tout it. They just that that that's the only time I got snuck in there. And uh, I, I thought that's kind of interesting because if they would have touted it a little bit more that Cena's coming back, if they would have touted Cena's coming back and that theory was taking aim and focus on that, mm-hmm. I felt that would have even more enhanced the unpredictability of the finish of tonight's match because i will say this uh given that of the cena coming back given edge's promo of how like you know he got a little bit derailed with judgment day and then the rear view mirror and whatever whatever mm-hmm. um i went into this match tonight going oh my god this is the first match in a long time for theory that like i actually am buying in that he might lose this u.s title you know maybe mm-hmm. edge goes to mania as u.s champion they, they, they've obviously put an effort to elevating the u.s and ic titles so maybe that happens there. So if they would have leaned in more to the Cena thing coming back, I, I think it would have only helped. Uh, only helped that. Uh, that said, um, you know, good match. You know, th- theory again barely escapes. Uh, that, that's good for Theory's heat. I'm sure he's going to come to nose to nose with Cena in a few weeks, and then uh, mm-hmm. I am a little surprised that they're keeping Judgment Day and Edge stuff continue to go. And I'm sure you asked Jimmy. I, I, I'm curious what what is what is left to do. What what do you do between Edge and Finn if that's the Mania match? What is left to do at this point? Yeah, and that's I mean, let's just Jimmy take take that away because I, I wish agree. I could. I felt like I felt like Elimination Chamber was one too many. You know? No, but, I thought the Elimination Chamber was it. I think you know. I thought okay, the story's been told. Let's move on. Both both. Uh, Edge can move on, especially considering he was challenging for the U.S. title tonight. So that sort, and Finn showing up tonight and, and continuing this further. Um, maybe it's it's a story where if they meet at WrestleMania and if Edge wins, Judgment Day is no more or something like that. I don't know. Where do you go from here? It's, do you have a I, a, a, stip, I, a, a, a a some sort of stipulation? But do you have some sort of special match? I mean, there's well, going to be seen, enough of those already. I've seen fantasy booking of Edge and Finn and Hell in a Cell. I know that Judgment Day and Edge has a year history and that they were attacking Beth. And, you know, I, I, I don't know if I buy into that this feud warrants Hell in a Cell. Right. Yeah. It, yeah, it's weird because it the character of Edge doesn't feel like he would care about Judgment Day anymore anyways because... Mm-hmm. Yeah, he made them whatever reason they kicked him out, and he's like, "Hey, I'm, a, I was silly. I'm a different person now, but I'm also not going to do anything except for think about them." It's like, move on. You beat them. Why are mm-hmm. you still bothered by this? I don't. It just it feels like it's dragging on a lot. And actually, watching Edge in his match with Austin Theory, I was thinking, man, there are so many people that I think Edge could have matches with that would be so great for everyone involved but he's using up so much of this year with the same guy over and over and over again, you know? Right. Um, I, I mean, I don't yeah, know. I, it'll be a the, good match. I'm just, but I'm just like, 
you know, then hitting them with the, the three coup de gras afterwards. I mean, you know, maybe there's something there to, to lead to, to in the story. I don't know. It just, I don't know. It, it just, it just felt like the, the story between Edge and, and Beth and Judgment Day had a nice ending to it this weekend, mm -hmm. but you're continuing the story for the sake of continuing the story. I hope it's not because you can't think of anything better for each side. Yeah, it's been very. Yeah, I because I, I, if they win, I don't like if Edge wins, then what? They just go ah shucks, I guess it's over. I don't know. Like, there's no. I don't know. I don't get it. But I don't. I don't. I'd almost. I'd almost rather. And I guess they could still do this. I'd almost rather. Again, maybe they could do this. I'd almost rather. Uh, so Finn just did three coup de gras, whatever. Put Edge down. Mm -hmm. We're wondering where Damian Priest fits into things. Mm -hmm. Have Finn and Priest continue to attack Edge, and maybe Edge has a uh, Edge can find a partner. I mean, I, I don't know who. I mean, you know, you know, Edge team with Randy Orton once upon a time. I don't know what Randy's health is. I mean, like that maybe that to make it feel big enough because I I, I just don't feel that Edge versus Finn, mm -hmm. like we we've, I feel like we we've, we've exhausted this otherwise. I don't know if we need to do Edge versus Finn. Mm -hmm. Uh, but uh, but of course you're not gonna you're not going to deny a healthy edge on a WrestleMania card. So mm, I get absolutely. using him, but yeah. Mm. So I don't know. We'll see. Well, and I get I get on paper if you're looking at star power, Edge is a big name, Finn is a big name. Mm -hmm. They're both great wrestlers. It'll be a great match. I'm sure they'll both have incredible entrances. It'll look cool, but it's Ooh, it's maybe, been like maybe, a year. I'm, maybe I'm, maybe Christian Cage's AEW deal is expiring in a few days. He's, Christian's going to get beat by Jungle Boy, and then Edge and Christian return at WrestleMania. Oh, oh. That would actually be really, really, really cool to see. That Five-second pose. Yeah. That would be a fun moment. I'd be happy. I would that. pop for that. I would yeah. pop. Huge. I would, too. Yeah. Uh, especially if Christian came out to that uh, at last year on your own intro. <laughs> The one he had after he broke up with the uh, Edge, it's like mm. Christian. I'd pop if they started if they started playing the kazoo again. Oh, <laughs> tremendous! Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the show uh, that wraps things up. Everyone in the chat, let me know what you guys thought. Actually, before we do, I got a super chat. I got to get to McCloud. Thank you so much for sending it through here. Sorry for the random question, but has Robin closing with match? Has Raw's been closing match, has been a champion match since Vince left? Thanks. Love the show. I, I think what McCloud is asking, have they always been championship matches to close out the shows? And no. I don't know if it's been championship matches every time, but I feel like mm. champions are featured near the end, whether it be U.S. or women's. Most of the, yeah, most of the time, but not all the time. It's a, it, But they have been closing with good matches and making you uh, want to tune in again. Mm -hmm. is one of the good things they've been doing lately. It's, you know, you the, the beginning of the show, they say the two most important yeah. segments of the show are the, how you start and how you end. And I think they've been doing both well lately. And, and to finish that, uh, Jimmy's exactly right. And to finish that, even though just by the nature of the audience of a three-hour show, the final segment's not going to be the highest rated be, just mm -hmm. because they haven't thrown in the towel. There's been a, there's been a, there's been a, an attempt to at least end on some kind of a surprise or ta-da or swerve. 
you know, whether that's Lita coming to help Becky a couple weeks ago, whether that's, you know, Finn doing the surprise attack tonight. Uh, and I'm sure I'm missing others. I don't, I don't have all my yeah. previous yeah. weeks, but, yeah, but every week they, 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 they try to give you something. So it doesn't, you know, so while the match finish might be obvious or whatever, they've at least tried to give you something that like has made you, okay. I held on to, to see the, this little swerve or little appearance or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, which, which, which I think is that, that that's what you want to do. That's what you need right. to do. Uh, otherwise, that's that's when you will see numbers that we saw in previous years, where the third hour and final segment just mm-hmm. d- dies a slow, painful death because there's no point. Yeah, there was a like right up until Triple H took over, it felt like they literally just did not care about the mm-hmm. last hour. There was some stuff that was pretty <laughs> egregious. But Bernie DC would also, if, if Christian's not available, a mm-hmm. uh, great idea, uh, possibly mm-hmm. Edge and Gangrel versus Priest and Bell. Oh! Uh, could be another fun throwback since uh, that was one his. of the one of the best entrances ever was the brood entrance. Oh, my so visual, cool. the yeah. visual, the, the special effects and the music. Mm-hmm. That was so, one of the best ever. So yeah. such a cool entrance. The, yeah, the music it was just perfect. They they nailed that. Let's uh, create a fire pit where these guys rise up through it in front of the live mm-hmm. crowd. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So cool. So yeah. Very good stuff. So uh, that does it for us in the chat. Let me know what your, uh, I guess, give it a a Meltzer star rating. How many stars do you give this episode of uh, of Monday Night Raw as we go around the horn here? Uh, Justin, I felt like this was a, I, I called this the getting back on track episode. It felt like a lot of guys and girls who took losses this uh, elimination chamber got a nice win to get back on track as we head to WrestleMania. Uh I don't know if it was the most exciting. It was definitely felt like a lot of stuff was happening. I think I'd put it like a six or a seven. It was good. It wasn't crazy great, though. What would you rate it? And also, where can the world find you online and the stuff you're working on? I don't know. I, I don't know where I'd rate it, but it, but it was, it was a per, it, it, good. This was a raw that was good. We're again, we're 40 days out. Uh, mm-hmm. So a lot of things are getting built and progressed. That's the thing. Just progress everything. Have a reason. Have a reason. Nikki Cross is peeking behind Candice LeRae in these weeks. Just acknowledge it. Just don't just drop stuff or whatever. So uh, there's a lot of things to 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 you know, dive your your fantasy booking into, and I'm all for that. So mm-hmm. that's good to me. Um, this is going to be an exciting mania. You know, we're we're, we're mm-hmm. six weeks away. It's the first mania that Triple H is going to get to book, start to finish. Uh, I know I sound like a Triple H mark. I don't care because mm-hmm. this is the guy that's been in charge of creative for the last yeah. eight nine mm-hmm. months, and th- th- it's been a it's been great results so i'm excited i am really excited in terms of how people can find me at justin labar across the social medias i'm here on mondays I'm here on wednesdays busted open on fridays um follow my social especially my twitter at justin labar and at uh, and, and on instagram at justin labar uh later this week i'm recording an interview with one of the wwe superstar on oh, superstars in the women's division uh with one Liv morgan her and i are gonna have a Ooh. conversation that we're gonna have later this week and i'm looking forward to live like me, Liv is a. She's been a fan since she was a kid. Mm-hmm. So uh, her and I are having. We're looking forward to getting to hit the record button and chat uh, on the road to Mania, but also talk from like wrestling fandom standpoint. Uh, so we're we're gonna have some fun about that. Uh, we're doing that in conjunction with um, WWE SmackDown coming back to Pittsburgh here in a couple weeks uh, mm-hmm. in March. So uh, make sure you check that out. I'll have all kinds of fun stuff with her and I. I'll have ticket discount codes, everything for you. So. 
again, follow my social media for all the good stuff between myself and Liv. And if you're looking for tickets. Justin's saying when he interviews Liv, watch me. That's what mm -hmm. she says. That's the play on words there. Watch By the way, I, I realize I said Meltzer stars, and then I gave it a, out of 10. But I don't think that's how Meltzer works. I think it's out of... Mm. I think it's supposed to be out of five, though. I feel like I see mm. sevens and sixes all the time these days. Right. Uh, mm. But <laughs> uh, Jimmy, seven, star, seven stars in the Tokyo Dome. Yes. Yeah. Look, I don't I, I laugh. It's his ranking. He could be whatever it wants to be. Mm. I don't get crabby about it. But uh, Jimmy, where could the world uh, find you? And what did you think of the show overall? Overall, I thought it was a fair show. It was, uh, you know, getting on the road to WrestleMania. You can't start. Uh, you can't enter the highway at, at, you know, maximum speed. You have to get on the on-ramp and then accelerate towards, you know, the speed limit. And I thought it was a nice little start. Uh, you know, you, you said six or seven. I'd give it probably closer to seven mm -hmm. because it was a nice little start after a really, you know, good outing this weekend. That's for sure. Uh, as far as my social media, you can find me here. Uh, on the, the Wrestling Inc. stuff, doing the Monday nights and the Wednesday nights, Triple J on Monday and JIJ, I guess, on, on Wednesdays. <laughs> you, can, you can catch me on all my social media platforms, uh, doing my Ref and Rants daily from Monday to Friday, having a little fun with those with my tiny little critiques, so to speak. And, uh, you know, if you want a T-shirt, a wrestling, uh, uh, a Ref and Rant T-shirt, you can go to ProWrestlingTees.com and find one there and get a T-shirt from the Canadian Heat Magnet. Uh, good stuff. Got to check that out. And, uh, everyone, by the way, in the chat again, thanks for joining us. Uh, there's a lot of you that were in here that I missed earlier on, like dream realm and Bernie DC con Cortez, Adam Staples, baby ice, uh, tut graph, Dylan Matthews, Mick cloud. Uh, we also have, uh, Brian and, uh, Antoine Phillips. I feel like I haven't seen you in the chat for a while. Antoine, good to see, you. uh, Kyung Yu. um, and everyone else, thank you guys so much for joining us. You can make sure to follow at Wrestling Inc. And make sure to check out the After NXT show, After Dynamite show, After SmackDown and Rampage show. Uh, you can follow me at Real Jack Farmer across all social media. I did ring announcing and commentary for the Influencer Fight League this Saturday. And it was a crazy show. You can actually order it still. It's still playing on uh, BXNGTV. Dot com. It's like boxing without uh, the vowels, like bxngtv.com. Uh, and it was a crazy time. It was fun, madness. And uh, check it out if you don't mind. That does it for us. Uh, and we will uh, stock in you. You were there. That's another one I wanted to mention, uh, by the way. So thank you for being here. And we will see you all at the NXT after show tomorrow. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line. 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. 